Well, I love to fish. So I brought my fishing pole along. It brings some comfort in my life. Uh, but I love fishing. I love going on the water, the peace, the calm of being on the water, just kind of waiting, uh, the relationships, and the, and the time you get to spend with the people you're fishing with. I love the thrill and the excitement and the adrenaline that comes with the catch. Um, so I do. I just love fishing. And I love eating fish, too. So when we do keep it in a fish fry, it's great. So kind of the whole thing. Fishing is great. Um, but this morning after the sermon or after the message or I guess the meetings, that's what's coming following. If I came and went to the lake and just dropped my fishing pole like this, am I going to catch a fish? No. Probably not, okay? I think the odds are against me if I just simply go out and fish like this. And so I think when Rich talks about his fishing lessons, uh, he forgets the bait sometimes too. Um, right? But the idea is for a good fisherman is prepared, Right? Good fisherman is prepared, and so this morning I brought something to maybe entice you a little bit. Um, does anybody like gummy worms? All right, we got some few hands out there, right? So we got some gummy worms here. I'll give maybe a couple out for free, right? Uh, I'm not going to throw that far, sorry. <laughs> right, but a gummy worm. So um, I'm just going to take this really quick and get it, get it on my hook here. So now that I've got it hooked up... Um, would there be any takers this morning if I came around and dangled this down front? Is anybody maybe willing to grab this gummy worm? Okay, maybe we got one. Okay, okay, this is a real hook. Be careful. Don't actually come up, right? But I'm guessing if I came around, the majority of you, if not all of you, probably wouldn't actually grab this. It's not even a whole bag of gummy worms, right? Um, but the idea is I bought these ones. It's gummy worms get hooked. And so I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Right, but this idea of this hook, right? Well, a good fisherman knows that he needs to have more than one lure or bring more than one type of bait, right? So it's not working, okay? No one really wants to reach out here. So maybe I've got something to give you a little more motivation. <laughs> uh, we already got our pastor coming up, right? Some of you are like, what is this? Okay, this is $120. Okay, maybe a little more interesting, right? Maybe get some bigger eyes and if I come and I clip this onto the hook, now, this morning, I bet that if I walked around, there might be a little more temptation. Or some of you are looking like, oh, I think I could just grab the bag and not even get that hook. I think I could be clever enough, right? And so if I brought this around, there might be just a little bit more temptation to reach out and cling on to this. A good fisherman knows they need to have the appropriate bait or lure for the fish that they're fishing for. And this morning, as we go into Scripture and we read and we see from Ephesians, we see that we're in a battle, or this war that's going on, one of good versus evil, uh, darkness versus light, God versus Satan. And as I think of fishing, and I, and I go into what Paul is, is writing here in Ephesians, he says, why do you stand firm, or why are you encouraged to stand firm and put on the armor of God? Because Satan is scheming against you. Or beware of the schemes of the devil. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but rulers and authority of the cosmic powers of this present darkness. There's a battle and there's a war. As I think of fishing and I look into the schemes of Satan, I believe that Satan is, is an excellent fisherman. This idea that he's plotting, his whole idea or desire is to lure you out of the safety or the foundation or the promises or the joy and the hope that can come from our faith in Christ. And so he's trying to draw us and deceive us and lure us away from those things. And this morning, um, maybe there is just one thing. And maybe it's not money for you this morning. But maybe it's an alcohol or a drug or an addiction 
Or maybe it's pride or gossip or something else going on in your life that's tempting you. Or, or maybe Satan is trying to take a promise of God and just twist it enough to bring doubt or uncertainty into your faith. But there's war. And oftentimes in the midst of this, it's not just one thing going on, but there's multiple noises, multiple things in our life that are distracting and bringing discomfort or pain or sorrow. And it can get just crazy. So what do we do? What does Paul encourage us to do? He says, stand firm in the Lord and in his might. And he goes on, he says, put on the full armor of God. So we're going to dive into this a little bit and start in verse 14. He says, there stand, for, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. We're going to stop there for a moment and kind of just dive into each of these things that Paul's encourages. Hey, put on, take on um, place and, and prepare yourself with these things. First, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit. First, the belt of truth. If you want to jump around, I'm going to kind of be going quick, but John chapter 14, just to kind of give us a glimpse, verse 6 says this, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This idea of the truth and it's Jesus is the way, the only way, and no one can get to the Father except through him, and he satisfies, and he brings hope and comfort. The thing about Satan, the thing about he tempts us with, this money, even if you took it, it's not going to fully satisfy because guess what? It's going to go like that, and you're going to want more. Or that addiction, or that, that drug, or that um, pain, or whatever it may be, that doubt, it's going to keep coming back because it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't fully bring gratification, and there's only one. There's only one way. There's only one truth. There's only one life, and it's Jesus Christ. And so Paul is reminding the Ephesians, he's reminding the people, stand in the truth of Jesus, stand in the hope and the joy that comes through Christ, that he is the way. And we get on and we go into the breastplate of righteousness. Um, and, and I want to I be clear here, it's not our righteousness, it's not my good doing that I can stand confident in. But if you remember the verses that Rich had read earlier from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it's talking about this message of reconciliation, and this message of being brought back into relationship with our God. And at the, end, at the end of these verses in chapter 5, it says, But the one who knew no sin became sin, so that we might be able to have or attain the righteousness of God. And so as Paul's reminding them, he's reminding them that it's not our good doing, it's not our good works, it's not our righteousness, but it's the righteousness of God that is given to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Paul's saying, cling to the truth of Christ, cling to the righteousness of God given to us, by Christ. Heading back to John, John chapter 16, talking about the gospel of peace. John chapter 16, verse 33. It says this, I have said all of these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Paul's not right in saying there's peace here and now and, and, and doesn't mean that there's no trial or tribulation, but he says there is peace in Christ. Why? Because Christ has overcome the world. Cling to the gospel of peace and find peace in Christ. Find peace in Christ. As we head back to Ephesians and we continue on, um, he just said put these things on and now he's talking about take up. Take up. He goes, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith 
with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And he's encouraging, he's saying, bring these with you, pick these up. And he, and he starts with the shield of faith, and I just want to turn to Acts quick. So if you are coming along again, it's, I know it's quick, but Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Paul's, Paul's going through his conversion here, and, and um, Jesus is talking to him through this vision. He says, um, I've sent you to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. I don't know if that sounds familiar, but he, Paul's, or in, this, in Acts we're seeing darkness to light or this battle that's going on, Satan to the power of God. And it ends with this idea of faith in me. Faith in Christ. Our faith is Christ, and as we have faith in Christ, we're able to be shielded from the flaming arrows of the dark, of the dark one, of the evil one. Prepare yourself. Pick up the armor of God. Hold in the truth and the righteousness and the gospel of peace, and pick up the shield of faith in Christ, being reminded that he has paid the price, being reminded that he has victory over this world, over Satan. Put your trust and your faith in Christ. And finally, we'll head back to Ephesians chapter 1, as he talks about this helmet of salvation. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, he says this, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Paul's reminding us that our salvation or the way, we, the way we are saved is through the gospel. It's through the good news of Jesus Christ. That he has come and he has paid our price for sin. He has come and he has taken sin upon himself. The one who knew no sin became sin so that we could be set free. So that we could be saved and so that we could have salvation in Christ. Paul is reminding us in the midst of this battle, in the midst of the noise, in the midst of the pain and the suffering... Cling, hold, trust, and put your faith in Jesus, for he brings truth. He brings peace. He brings righteousness. He brings hope. He brings salvation into our life. And he finishes with, with the word of the Spirit, or the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Man, this, this book and this um, amazing way that God has revealed himself so that me and you can become to know and be aware of who Christ is. Reveal to us God and, and his will and his way and the promises and the joy and the hope that we can hold on to. He's saying, pick up this book and know it because it brings that promise and it allows you to know the schemes of Satan. And it allows you to know when Satan is lying because you can test it against scripture and what God has said, the one who brings truth and joy. This morning, there is a battle going on in our life. There's a war that's, that's taking place would you prepare yourself? Would you be ready for the troubles and the, and the temptations and the schemes of Satan by holding on to the promises and the joy that comes through Christ alone? And so this morning, I just have three very practical ways for you to prepare yourself. Three ways that I believe we can take from Ephesians and, and Paul talks about um, in, in specific ways. Three very practical things. The first is this. Read Scripture. You've heard this before if you've come to King of Glory. Maybe you've heard Rich say this, but he talks about the power of sevens or the work of sevens. Read the Bible seven minutes a day, seven days a week. 
dive into this. Why? Because this is where we find the will of God. This is where God's revelation is, is brought to us. This is where we find hope and can cling to the promises and joys that are brought to us through the life and death of Jesus Christ. Man, know this book. Dive into this book because it brings joy and hope and peace. Because it talks about our creator and talks about our salvation and how Jesus Christ has given everything so that we too may live and have hope in eternal life. Read this book. Get to know it. Read God's word. The second, as Paul brings up, he starts in 18, is prayer. Pray. Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayers and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. And he goes on. But pray. Read God's word. The second is pray. And, and, and as I think of prayer, I, I remember being kind of confused until I heard this acronym and a way to kind of help and guide my prayer. Not that it is a set stone, but if you haven't heard this, it's acts. Adoration, confession, thankfulness, and supplication. Maybe you've heard this before. But it helps me be reminded of, of ways in which to pray and ways to, to, to guide my prayer life. Again, not a, a hard set rule, but a, a guide and a useful tool that as we pray, we adore and we praise and we lift up our creator. And as we pray, we confess because we have fallen short, because we have missed the mark. And so confess, and through that confession, we're promised forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And so cling to that. Bring thanks. Thanks for the things you have. Thanks for the things that Jesus Christ has done in your life. Thanks for the blessings and the joys. And finally, supplication, which is a fancy word for basically saying ask. Ask of God the things that you need. Prepare yourself. Read God's word. Pray. The second one may not be quite as obvious, but as we finish 18, it says, To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And he goes on, he says, pray for me also. This idea of praying for the community or being in community with other believers, other saints, other followers of Jesus Christ. Live in community. And as you live in community, you're able to pray and encourage and equip those around you. And at the same time, that community of believers is able to pray and equip and encourage you. And so live in that community as you prepare because Satan is scheming. And so would you stand firm? Would you prepare yourself? Would you be ready to be able to stand firm through reading God's word, holding on to his truth and his promise? through prayer, beginning that conversation and that, and that trust and that relationship with God through, through conversation. And finally, living in community with other believers who will walk and guide you. Again, this is a relationship as we dive into uh, Scripture and as we, as we pray and as we live in community. It builds this relationship we have with our Savior, with our God, with our Creator. Um, and so don't be discouraged if you wake up in the morning and realize, oh, I didn't get my seven minutes a day in today or yesterday. Don't let it discourage you or take away the fact that you can today read seven minutes. And don't try to get 14 to make up. Just start with seven. Dive in and get into it. But don't be discouraged when prayer seems difficult or, or you're not sure if it's working or if God's listening or this or that. Don't be discouraged, but persevere and be persistent in prayer. Be ready. Remember a time as, as we kind of get close to closing here, I Moved to Sioux Falls the summer before my first grade year. It was kind of overwhelming, and I remember standing in the driveway, and I looked to my left across the yard, and there's a boy about my age playing in his yard. And I remember catching eyes with him, and he waved at me, and I waved to him, and then I ran inside, and that was it. <laughs> but little did I know that that boy next door would become my best friend. But it didn't happen overnight. 
I didn't say, hey, yo, buddy, we're best friends. We're hanging out tonight, right? But rather through time and through energy and through, through um, being together and knowing one another, we, we grew. And it came from, oh, yeah, coming to my birthday, to, oh, yeah, let's have a sleepover, to, oh, I'm in their plane, uh, their parents' plane, driving to their lake cabin for the weekend without my parents. Like, it was sweet. And we did everything together. We became best friends. But again, it didn't happen overnight. Rather, it took time and energy and devotion. As we dive into a relationship with God, let us not get discouraged when things don't happen overnight, but continue to be persistent, continue to persevere, and continue to seek the knowledge and the love and the joy that we can find in Christ. And as you do that, you, you begin to abound more and more in knowledge and, and love and the knowledge of love that Christ and God has for you. And so dive into that relationship. Be bold and stand firm. Stand firm knowing that sin does not have the final say in your life. That Satan doesn't hold the cards or the power, but there is power and forgiveness and joy in Christ. Prepare yourself in Christ because there is a battle going on. Prepare yourself. This morning I want to end with two simple questions. The first is this. What's on your hook this morning? What's keeping you from the joy and the promise and the hope that can be found in Christ? What's on your hook this morning? And the second thing is, are you willing to turn to the one who can give you the strength to stand firm in the midst of the temptation that can bring joy in the midst of sorrow and suffering? Would you stand firm in Christ because there is victory in Christ? Stand firm in the Lord and in his might and remember to put on his armor. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I am in awe of you. I'm in awe of the love and the joy and the hope that we can have in you through Jesus Christ. I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. I thank you for the, the joy that can come in knowing that this world and the suffering and the trials and the tribulation isn't the final say, but Lord, there is eternal life awaiting us through Jesus Christ. So thank you for being our Redeemer. Thank you for being our Savior. And as we go now, Lord, I pray that we'd be encouraged to stand firm in you, stand firm in your truth and knowledge of who you are and what you have done on our behalf. Lord, you are King, and would we acknowledge that this morning. In your name we pray. Amen.